Uh, welcome to Two and a Half Weaves, a slightly more casual anime podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, the awesome and totally not gay Ben Bowen. I'm Dallas, the one who uh, doesn't need to add any weird disclaimers to his title because he's secure in his masculinity. And I'm Clark Duncan, your last co-host is, and yeah, um, <laughs> really worried about his friend Ben Bowen. Definitely. Um, <laughs> all, I am also worried about Ben over here. What are we talking about today, Dallas? Well, I figured today we were going to take a long and brief discussion. Not long and brief. Long and brief. Long and deep discussion <laughs> on the usage of plot in High School DxD. I now understand I your usage of long you. and brief. <laughs> You're not actually talking about no, High School DxD. No. You look it up. Look it up with Safe Search on. Anyways, uh, today we're reviewing another movie. Uh, we watched a movie, it's an older one, it's called Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. Yep. It's great. <laughs> it's a good series. It's a very good. Um, or, or apparently good series, book series. It, yeah, it, it's based off of a book series that started in the 80s and is still going. So like, this guy They're just... still coming out with stuff? Like, yeah, he keeps writing. When did the last book come out? last year hot dang like, yeah, there's like that's, a that's lot dedication of, like 40 years of writing that's dedication there. right there wow. yeah it, it's it's very good are they big books or are they little books i think or? they're little books i think they're just light novels, light novels. but there's a lot of them interesting because i think he just really enjoys writing about vampire hunter d so that's fair. i mean he's a very interesting character in and of himself but we'll get to that um, so basic plot is it revolves around D, who's this infamous Dunpeel or Dampier. Well, we'll talk about that. Um, born of a vampire father and a human mother, outcast and renowned vampire hunter. So he goes around hunting vampires. Um, he's really good at it. Um, he he gets called upon by his. What this girl's father named Charlotte. Um, well, the girl is named Charlotte, not the father. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. Uh, anyways. Charlotte's been kidnapped by a vampire. Yeah. Um, and so he's hired a couple uh, groups to recover his daughter, Charlotte. Um, and he's offering a lot of money. One of them is the, the two parties that he's hired. One of them is Vampire Hunter D, who Work solo, and the other is a. Uh, it's like a, a close group of hunters. Family. They're a group. Of, I think a couple of them are brothers. Yeah, a lot. Like, they're um, called the Marcus brothers. Yeah, and basically they each get like a down payment, but the one who actually retrieves the person gets the money. And it's something like twenty million dollars or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to clarify, we say uh, D is a Dunpeel. That's the word uh, the the English dub of the movie uses. Which is strange because in the books and in standard vampire lore, uh, the word we're looking for is Dompier, which essentially just means like a half human, half vampire. Um, the English dub refers to it by that word, and we're probably going to use it because we're talking about the movie. You know what I like about that word is it sounds like like someone with a heavy accent is saying vampire, vampire, and they're like, it's a vampire. 
fair. It's interesting. Anyway. I'm not sure if you're going for a Russian or a German. I don't even know what they were going for. I'm just, I'm just saying it sounds like <laughs> someone with some sort of heavy accent was saying vampire. Well, we'll just play in the Balkans. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, basically they just go, both of them are trying to get the scroll back. And uh, unbeknownst to them, there's a force, other force involved that's trying to also get them. And we'll talk a little bit about that a little later. Um, but yeah, that's basically the plot is these two groups of vampire hunters just trying to... Get this get, vampire and uh, get the girl from... Yep. Um, but it, it, it kind of turns into very interesting... Uh, you halfway through because the girl actually likes the vampire. Yeah, she wasn't kidnapped. She went with the vampire. Like, he was just like... Well, was she, was she like, did she just go with the vampire originally yeah. or yeah. did she actually get kidnapped and then decided that she was... No, it, it's... She actually liked him from get-go one. Yeah. It's, 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 it's implied that they had been talking for a while before uh, okay. yeah. I see. that moment. I see. Um, and she loves the vampire, and he loves her, um, and so they're gonna go to space together. Oh yes, we forgot to mention this is a that's goth. Why it, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> this is a gothic sci-fi western with elements of horror. It's also, yeah, it's advertised also as a horror, but I don't know if I would call it a horror. No, I wasn't personally terrified. Um, you know, after our last anime movie like run through, this plot is like really simple, like very yeah, really really plot. simple yeah. plot. Yeah. Well, and oh. I think it works out in its favor because it then just fleshes out all the characters in it. Like everybody's pretty multifaceted. I was gonna in say this. the story itself, well, thankfully easy to comprehend, right? But also is is simple, which is great because I think this show really focuses on characters. It's true. Um, and so now. I don't know. I could. I haven't seen anything, read or anything else in the Vampire Hunter Bloodless series. I don't know. Have you, Bowen, or is this your only one? This as well? is the only show I've actually watched. Apparently, the vampires have some sort of city in outer space on the moon. Yeah, apparently. On the moon. Um, on the moon, right. I think. And so, the vampire and Charlotte <clears throat> are trying to go to one of the vampire spaceships that they just kind of have lying around, so they can escape to the city and then you know, have their relationship there where they're not going to get killed by, you know, mm -hmm. D and the brothers. Right. Um. Um, other little plot points. Uh, spoilers, by the way. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you spoilers. Has, vampires are a space-faring race. <laughs> yeah, apparently they're... Alien, they're not aliens. They, they existed on the Earth. I know that much about the yeah. lore. Um... Uh, basically, the, the other evil force that's trying to get these, this vampire and her and his lover, is Carmilla, which if you don't know from actual legend, say, if you know anything about just standard vampire stuff, you know like if Dracula's the big bad, she's like the second, the second big bad, yeah, the slightly lesser big bad, the lesser of the big bads, yeah, but a big bad who in most Dracula themed stories ends up trying to kill Dracula when he's distracted and or weak from some shenanigans yeah right um basically she sent the bodyguards that accompany them to her castle she's like you we have a spaceship that will take you out to that yeah, space and, and he, he's contacting her for her spaceship to get there and 
she says, yeah, sure, you know, you can come and use mm-hmm. it. In reality, she's letting them come and sending bodyguards to protect them because she wants to uh, eat Train Charlotte. the girl. She yeah. wants to drain her. She needs, she's dying, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, she wants... And she needs virgin blood to not die. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what was going on there, other than, like, she just can't move around much because she has a lack of blood or something. Yeah. We don't know what brought her into the state, if she was, like, wounded in a battle or if she just, you know, been fasting or something. And why did it have to be... sword in her chest. And why and did then it have when to be she Charlotte? got hit. Oh. And then she, then she got hit, and then she, she took the sword out once she started draining uh, Charlotte. But why Charlotte? Like, that seems like a lot of work to go for one woman. Well, I mean, like, this dude was bringing it to her. Yeah, but, like, she could have hired the bodyguards to just go find another girl. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Fair. But, like... (laughs) Seems like a lot of effort. Well, if if you're having somebody that's just easily tricked to go along with your plan, that would be way easier than just trying to round up say like a couple 16 year old girls from the local town well and it's also possible that she she's very choosy picky choosy with her victims like Mm -hmm. the blood that she sucks because there have been some uh vampire stories about like certain vampires who only suck from the most beautiful ones because i give him the she fits more criteria than the movie told us yeah yeah i don't know what's in the books obviously right yeah Uh, yeah I, uh, I see some parentheses in this next uh, plot point that I am uh, I think you put in. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, one of the Mar- Markovs. Yeah, well, I believe it's the Markov brothers. Yeah. Markov. One of the I Markov think right. brothers is actually Marcus. a girl. Marcus, Marcus brothers. brothers. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's, like a, there's, there's four or five of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them is a girl, and she's the most important of them. And Was it Lila? A... Yeah, Lila. Is pronounced? Yeah. Um, Go she, ahead and read she, what you wrote. She wears a red, tight, leathery suit, and she's hot. Yep, and she's Just, a bounty hunter. Yep. Um, and, and we go into her backstory a little bit. She explains uh, she, she has a very traumatic... Very soon to rain. She, she is. Yep. Just like Bone likes it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie with that. <laughs> no. Would step on him Politely. <laughs> Politely. I don't think she would, though, by the end of the movie. Well, beginning, she definitely Oh, beginning, yes. Yeah. Uh, she lost her mother to vampires, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she doesn't like them. Well, like both of her parents, right? Because uh, her father died protect, trying to protect her mother yeah. or something. Yeah. And then her mother came back and was changed, and then the village just killed her. Yeah, and then the father was trying to protect or something, and like they all killed. Anyway. Yeah, they they all died. They all died. Um, and so Other that left her. her all alone. So she then just ends up with the uh, Marcus brothers and just wants to kill as many vampires as possible as like this sort of pseudo revenge. But she looks at this by the end of the movie and just finds it completely unfulfilling. Like well, there's after a... losing so many people, like I, a. I mean. Every single other one of her crew dies by the end of it. They slowly kind of just die one by one. Mm-hmm. It was like them slowly um, being which I called from the beginning, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone questioned you. Either. No, no. I was like, they're all gonna die one by one, aren't they? Like after yeah. the first one died, I was like, yeah, this is yeah. not gonna so end. They well all for die them. except her, and she, you know, it changes her a bit. 
Uh, now, important to note with D, since he's a, a vampire, you know, half vampire. Uh, a lot of racism. A lot of people don't like him. I mean, to be fair, half vampire is not necessarily a good thing because he still has to feed on uh, blood and stuff. Yeah, I, they. I don't he think they the, didn't do it very clear. They didn't mention it. They, they mention it. The, yeah, they mentioned it. They like uh, Dom Pierre. They don't have the same weaknesses as a lot of vampires. They can go in the sun. But yeah, they can go in the sun. But if they go into the sun for too much, too long, they actually do start thirsting for blood. Yeah, to and, a severe amount. Uh, I, I did look unresistible it up later amount. That night, <laughs> apparently, he keeps a supply of like little blood pills, essentially. Uh, he'll mix it in with water, make a drink, and okay. That's so like, his food source, pretty much. Yeah, okay. But because people don't like you see this, because in the middle-ish, yeah. he goes to this small town, because he's trying to buy a new horse, because his other horse died. Horrifically. Uh, horrifically. Sorry <laughs> if you like horses. Hmm. Um, yep, horses were harmed in the making of this show. Metaphorically. <laughs> it was dry. <laughs> they were so. animated horses, but animated, they were still horses. Animated horses were harmed. Well, <laughs> machine horses. Oh, is that, are they, machines? they were metal. His wasn't. I didn't think oh, his, his was. was. His was also metal. Like, I think okay, all of so them a little are, bit yeah. of the background. I know a little bit about the background. Should I just give it? Well, sure. The horse, the new horse he bought was a real horse. No, it was it was also, also metal. Yeah, yeah, because he was. I kind of noticed that so, because he was like a the the guy who sold it was like a mechanic, and I was like, why is a mechanic selling a horse? So like, but um, it, this takes place I in the very confused. very far future. Basically, hum, humankind extinct themselves almost like they destroyed everything uh-huh. and that's why you like see no wildlife right. like everything's dead in the show so but instead of making i don't know cars they just made robots yeah apparently yeah. okay so no horses were harmed here <laughs> no yeah. just not robots. even animated ones <laughs> sorry robot fans but... um but yeah like <laughs> and, and that's the only Anyways, way they he tries to buy a new horse <laughs> Back to the in this town, and the, a lot of people there don't want to let him buy a, house, a horse just on the simple fact that you know he's half vampire and probably evil. Uh, thankfully, though, the mechanic uh, is like, "Y'all are stupid. He's paying a lot of money." Also, by the way, he saved my life when I was like five. It was this exact guy too. <laughs> I remember him specifically. So I remember him specifically. So I'm gonna shoot you guys if you try to mess with him. Yeah, he, he just pulls, take... he pulls out a much bigger gun than all these other guns. Yeah, and he points it straight in the sheriff's face. Yeah. I also want to point out that this all was cool. brought up upon. Uh, it was all brought up by um, what's her name? Lee. Lee. Lila. Yeah, oh, Lila. Yeah, she... Lila was the one who tipped off the sheriff that he was around. Yeah. Um, she she get her feelings like well, just. I mean... She well, was, she's very soon, right? That's yeah. basically she it. She was also racist at that part. Too. Yes, that's true. Still racist. Or maybe just soon to Ray. <laughs> a little bit both. Yeah, Girl, probably both. Dude, that's a new level phone. Not just Cinderay. Racist. <laughs> racist oh Cinderay. <laughs> Is that a Runderay or a Sasis? I'm not sure. Uh, let us know in the comments. It would be something Deray, but we have to figure out what to put in front of it. Yeah. Race to Ray? I'm not really so, sure. Okay. What's, what's the Japanese <laughs> word for racist? That's yeah, we'll that's that's probably... We'll, we'll have to look it up. we'll add to the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We may report on that next episode. <laughs> <laughs> we created a new dairy and this is yeah. not good. <laughs> right? Well, I guess it wouldn't be racism because technically he's a different... Like, wouldn't it be something more like like uh, xenophobia? No? I mean, racism can, can go... I, 
xenophobia. I mean, <laughs> he is yeah. part human. He is He's part, part human. human. But then there's the other part, which is the part she dislikes. Hmm. So that's why I'm saying. Well, I'm like, it, like, is, is it a vampire or human, or are they a different like? Well, they can we obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we have to figure out how vampires like function in this world, which I think is a bit more than we can figure out. Yeah, through like, what we watched. Like apparently, this world is yeah. just much more complicated the more we think about it's it. Very deep, and there's. All, I'm sure. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's made it's based off of books, right? Which means there's got to be an extended lore, which and there's probably extended like. Are the vampires humans? Are they different? Yeah, Breed. a lot of different, a lot of different vampire yeah. mythologies. A lot of different approaches to what a vampire is. Like you know, right, exactly. Literally, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure what they have defined here, but we could ex- look at that up on our own time. Right, like for like s- certain areas, like vampires will only turn other vampires by feeding blood, right, mm-hmm. to their victims. But like in this one, it didn't seem like that was how they turned no, them. No, it, it was through like a bite. It was through a bite. But only if they didn't drain them fully, I think. Or something. If they drained them fully, it looks like they became zombies. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not really but sure what, what turns them and the, what... And the last... Moving on. I anyway. <laughs> the last major plot point is there's another important character. His name is Left Hand. Uh, because he's like some sort of parasite slash demon slash... Weird Soul thing. destroyer. I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's in conscious. It's, it's in, He's very helpful. It's in D's uh, left hand, and he he serves a couple functions. One, since D is kind of the strong, silent type, this hand is our exposition giver. Mm-hmm. Our uh, comedy. Our comedy. He the reaction, to everything. He explains everything. He also can barely just eat souls, and so when they try to kill a vampire, and the soul's trying to like you know be immortal and stuff yeah, it's like haha like, I hate you <laughs> and it's like dang that's that's useful Ooh, like takes out like... all the magic that's the oh, yeah. vampires and also he just like breaks also and... yeah he just breaks curses and stuff yeah, yeah. he's kind of like the the um what's he... it called the deuce the deuce the deuce ex machina yeah yeah, yeah I don't not really deus ex machina that's the word D still has to command him to break the curse the curses sure, he doesn't really do anything on his own yeah. Left hand. But he he is yeah. just kind of like something's He's, wrong and he uses the left hand. I don't know. That's what I noticed. It wasn't necessarily bad. It wasn't like it just it was. He calls the hand calls himself a parasite, but like a helpful parasite and I'm like, "Bro, that's just a that's a, a symbiotic relationship." Yeah. That's symbiotic. It's not parasitical at all, bro. Unless like Venom would know, like to know your vocation. Unless like this costs. Vocation. Unless like he eats these, you know, life force or something. Right. I don't know the extent of what it costs. Well, I mean, to have the hand. I mean, I mean, he's constantly <laughs> tempting D to drink more blood. The hand is. Uh, the hand is. Uh, I think the hand <laughs> is evil. I mean. But I mean, D's morals should... aren't are necessarily going to be called into a question yeah, as the, well. The, the real question I have is: Are there any Dojinshis? Featuring a romantic relationship between D and Left Hand. That's Garner? A, a Why do you have that's that question? Just... <laughs> oh, there's, gosh. There's a hand, there's a mouth, there's room for some stuff. <laughs> okay, Dallas. <laughs> Garner? We didn't need that image. I never thought of that, and I, now it's in my mind. I specifically didn't mention it to you guys until the podcast because I wanted you to first react to that on, on the court. Yeah, I, I, that was my first thought when I saw it. Really? Him. That was your first Literally, thought? Literally, the moment there was a face in his hand, I'm like, oh boy. 
Go to horny jail. Oh, Go God. to horny jail. So, you know, just, I had to pose that to you guys. Let us know in the comments uh, if there's any... No, issues. actually don't. Just, no, just don't. We won't. We will not click on any links. I'm, uh, I will not be Garner? clicking on any links. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will be making sure that Garner yeah. does not click we, on any links. If you make those links, we will remove them. Bonus points if there's saucy dialogue. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. goodness. Yeah. All right, so... Those are the two main characters. Yeah, it's D and left hand. Three main characters. D, uh, left, left hand, hand, and Layla. Layla. Yeah, and, and they actually don't... You know, there's a lot of tension built up between Layla and D, like, the entire time. They actually end up not getting together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think, like, it was ever romantic. I think it was more of, like, a mutual friendship. Hmm. I thought they, they were kind of trying to hint towards it or something. No. I don't know. I felt a little bit of romantic tension. The yeah. tension that they both elected not to explore. Yeah. Well, I mostly because more D one-sided. hates himself. And, well, um, I think they just like certain attributes about each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt the tension. But I, 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 I mean, I know that D I has mean, too much self-confidence issues. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Characters. characters, yeah. So we have uh, the rest of the Marcus crew. There's Borgoff. I don't know if I say how to pronounce. Yeah. Borgoff Marcus. Okay, so it looks like all the other guys are actual Marcuses, and yeah, she was just there. She was just kind of teamed up with them. But Borgoff is like the leader. Uh, he pretty much always has a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, and he uh, sounds like it too. It's funny. I wonder if the voice actor had say, to actually have like actually a stick really, in his mouth. The voice actor is Matt McKenzie, and I actually like really loved his performance here. Really good. Uh, it was good. This guy, he did very good with him. I wonder if he actually had like a, a like something in his mouth while he talked because it sounded know. like it. Like it did sound like he was actually smoking a cigar the whole time. Yeah, it's interesting um, his motivations because at first it was like for the money, you know, and then he at, quickly becomes motivated by vengeance. Yeah, he just wants revenge. They against... kill. They kill one of his guys first. And then he's like, all right, well, now they're going to die for killing our bro. Yeah. I was just really curious because these guys probably, they've killed a vampire before, Definitely. right? Oh, They're we saw vampires. them in the very, near, in I the mean, beginning, they just took out all of those legions I mean, like, like nothing. This was a, this, this vampire is, you know, not a weak one, but also Carmilla, probably one of the strongest vampires, sent her strongest servants there as well. Right. Mm-hmm. This was no ordinary vampire slaying job. Right. Um, it just—it was interesting because it, one of the va- like the vampire at some point says something like, you know, you're fighting a vampire at like dark, at like midnight. Like, what kind of fool does that? And these guys seem to do that a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I totally understand following them at night, but like confronting them yeah. at night was maybe not the biggest, and, you know, plus in my mind in their yeah. favor. And they have they have like this massive cool like. It's like a mixture between a tank and an RV. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> then you could just pull motorcycles yeah. off of them. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's cool. It, yeah, it's a really cool operation they got set up. Yeah, um, lots of crosses everywhere. Yeah. The next guy is Kyle Marcus. Uh, he he wields a bunch of daggers and he kind of like rotates around his hands to make like, you know, like a weed whacker but with knives. It was kind of cool. Probably the best. It was very cool. I was I was wondering some stuff if that. he's ever gotten like you know what is that? Um, well, that sounds dangerous to practice though. Like, you right, stuff, but, but you like, know, oh, you know when you when you work with your hands too much and you Galluses? get uh, no, you get like there's like this joint arthritis. Ar- not arthritis. Yeah, it's like arthritis, but it's like early stages of arthritis. Mm-hmm. 
A lot of people who work with their hands a lot get it early. I wonder if he got that because, like, twisting your wrist like that all the time, like, that cannot be good for, that your, wrist, be good for your wrists. No. But it looked cool, and that was the important thing. And it was functional, apparently. Yeah, it chopped a lot of things way better than it, I think physically it should have. Should have, yeah. yeah um, um, the next one is Growth Marcus. You you don't actually ever see him really walk or anything. He's always lying in a bed in their little anchovy thing. They don't really explain his powers at all. They Definitely just, not. And I think it's just like you give them a certain drug and now he has magical powers. Yeah, so does that, does that work with anyone or is it just him? I think if, I think it's just him because nobody I, else was using it. It's also it. possible that like you know he only needs the drug to give his body the strength to do to it. To do it, like, that's what I was thinking too. It could just be like an adrenaline shot. Yeah, because right. if yeah. But basically, he can astral project like a spirit form of him that just shoots lasers and like just murders murders things. things. Yes. Like it's powerful, but it like his body is weak and it costs a lot. Uh, and currently has to inject something. We don't know if that enables it or if it just strengthens him to do his to thing. To do his thing, yeah. Uh, they don't call upon him very often, as they as they mentioned, because, you know, it hurts him a lot. Right. Yeah, he, he really cares for uh, Leela. Leela. Um, like, he's constantly telling her, don't, we should just turn back. Let's not do this. He's like the opposite of Borgoth, really. Yeah. Like, he is more of the voice of reason within the group. And I think it's because he's not watching his brothers die that he's more like that. Yeah, that's fair. And then we got Nolp. Good old Nolp. Nolp. He was the first one to die, right? Yeah, he was the the first one, the guy. And he, like, gives this ominous worry. And he's like, guys, I think this is too much for us. Uh, and he dies. And he dies, and, and his last words were like, "Beware of the shadows." Yeah, something. beware of the shadows. Yeah, one of the guard bodyguards that was sent to protect the vampire had like cool shadows. He could like move in the shadows and do stuff. And the guy was in the shadows and then died. Yep. Mm-hmm. Apparently, stabbing a shadow, the your shadow, was enough to kill you. Yep. He has a giant hammer with a giant spike at the end. Of it. It's <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. It looked pretty cool. Yep, but he dies. So I noticed we don't he really was, mo- know much about I, I him. I noticed he had a lot of, like, plating and stuff. And I think a few of them did, actually, like... On themselves? Yeah. Like, like, like embedded? Like embedded, yeah. Like yeah, they it's were possible that they might be, like... Because there's cybernetic. a lot of sci-fi yeah. incidents there. So they could be possibly partially cybernetic. I mean, it would make sense, the freaking huge monster that he was. Yeah, and it's really cool. Like, he has, like, his face is, like, just a, has a giant tattoo on it as well in the yeah. shape of a cross. Pretty cool looking. A lot of crosses in this film. A lot yeah. of crosses. Probably because it kills vampires or something. Yeah. Well, if we saw what they did with the original crosses. It's true. Yeah. First scene, you just see crosses just being torn up everywhere, and you're like, oh, no. Now, the vampire in question that uh, took Charlotte May. Was it Meyer or Mayer? It's, it's Meyer. Meyer. It's Meyer. At least that's how they pronounced it in the dub. Um, he's a vampire that doesn't like being a vampire. Yeah. Well, he, he's kind of suck. He kind of sick of it. He he's he's very tired of having to hide, having to to fight. fight. All the time and... He he doesn't really want to kill the humans. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't more self defense. But he's done some apparently some horrific acts in this past. Oh, I'm I'm sure that this attitude and outlook he has is a fairly comparatively to his lifespan more recent thing. Yeah. Usually. In vampire stories, if a vampire hates being a vampire, it's after a long time of loving being a vampire. Right. <laughs> Too much sometimes. Yeah. You know. 
So this one specific is really lonely. Yeah. He's lived too long. He's ready to just... He's up. also just kind of like a, a above average power level vampire too. Mm-hmm. Normally, like he's just yeah, pretty high up there. But he's all <coughs> tired and depressed, and Charlotte makes him feel something. Yep. Yep. Charlotte's the woman that fell in love with him and basically wants to become a vampire, so she can uh, live with him live forever. And he's like, vampire. I don't want that for you. Definitely That's don't want to make you a vampire because he truly loves her. Yeah, it's adorable. I love how you're saying it's adorable. It's more tragic. Very tragic. It's very tragic. Well, it's it can, the reason adorable. the reason it's tragic is because it's adorable. Oh my gosh! <laughs> if it wasn't adorable, it wouldn't be tragic. The rest of the characters on the vampire half of things, other than you know Carmela, are the bodyguards that were sent to protect Meyer. Mm-hmm. We got Benji. Uh, yep. Sneeze. No, I'm good now. Okay. okay. Um, he's basically... I, I don't know if he's a vampire. Like, uh, the three henchmen... <coughs> oh. <laughs> there it is. There, there it is. is. Editor, cut that out. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> see how I'm how motivated I am at the time. Um, that's fair, that's fair. Basically, like... They're, they don't feel like vampires. I don't think they're vampires. I think they're just uh, other various monsters. Monsters. They're based um, off of different. Yeah. Yeah. Benji can. He's the 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 the, the guy that messes with shadows and, and stuff and whatnot that yeah. was mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. He has a cloak that. Yeah. He. Can... he he's basically like laughing all that. He's like the Joker. He's kind with of how insane. much it, it, yeah, bit, like yeah. with how he acts. Like, just constantly laughing and being like, you fell into my trap, you know, like, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. He he gets killed off. (laughs) He's the first one. He's the first one to go out of the bodyguards. Yep. The next one is uh, Carolyn, another evil night creature. She can merge into stuff and control them. Yeah, and change them. And she's green. Yep, she's green, got green green hair. Um, kind of. apparently decapitating her doesn't actually kill her. Yeah. She reminds me of, like, a dryad, but, like, she can do more than trees. Yeah, she got, uh, she got decapitated, her head was stabbed, and that didn't kill her, she just kind of, like, regrew everything. What did kill her, though, is the, the dagger that stabbed her head then got struck by lightning, causing her to explode violently, and apparently that was enough. Mm-hmm. That got her. Oh. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say, if anything, it felt like I'm like sex mafia. Yeah, that felt like <laughs> it. Was that scene it's right like there. God wills it. It's like they stabbed it. She's still alive, still attacking. Dee struggling, and then right. Yep. Oh. God just decided it was time for her to die. And then there's Mashira. He's a werewolf, and Ben doesn't know how to spell werewolf apparently. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, did he have like a wolf head coming yeah, out of his chest? At some point? Yeah, like, he was like, man, was a I beast would like man. to know how werewolves work in this universe because hot dang, that was weird. It looks like he could change into an actual wolf form because mm-hmm. we see him like do that, but also he can just shove a giant wolf out head out of his chest. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure what that was um, all about. I mean, I thought it was cool looking. Yeah, it was it looked, cool. It looked like a. You know, something you hadn't seen before, you know? Right. It definitely was a different take on vampires than I was expecting. Or not vampires. Werewolves. Werewolves than I was expecting. Yeah. Also, he wants to die. 
he definitely wants to die. He's a little depressed. Mm-hmm. So, hashtag mood. Yeah, like, he tells... <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Millennial D Podcast. after D fatally cuts him in the shortest battle in the entire show. Yeah, it was, it was really funny. Cause it, it was, like, more of like an assisted the, the begin, suicide. The beginning scenes, like, of that fight made it look like this was going to be an epic, you know... Right. Spectacular, and then it was just... <laughs> and he's dead. And he's dead. Oh. And he's like, yeah, I'm glad it was you that killed me, and then dies. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I remember we were all very surprised, like, oh. Uh, we're well, like, I we're was... thinking, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stay behind and stop D or whatever, right? And he, he goes up to the top, and we're like, all right, ready for a big battle scene, and then he just dead. Just died. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Yep. Because he, he didn't really fight back. He just, just, just kind of took it. Yeah, and. That was very surprising. I think in a, in a pleasant way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was nice because we were going on to the next, yeah. Yeah, like. We still had, like, 20 minutes of movie left, so they were like, yeah, we don't need to have a full fight scene here. Let's we need... make him depressed. Let's make him just depressed and want him to die. Um, he tells, actually, about Carmilla's plot to D. He does uh, explain the whole Carmilla uh, is uh, doing all these evil things speech. Right. Um, basically, she just wants Charlotte's blood. Uh, she, I think she was like bound there, and therefore it she, seemed like she might because of the sword. It was we were talking about earlier. It seems like she might have been wounded. Yeah, and just it took too much strength to move. Mm-hmm. Hence the getting people to bring stuff to her thing. Yeah, and apparently, like her whole castle is a castle of illusion, <coughs> so she's able to split everybody up. Yeah, to mm-hmm. get her nefarious deeds done. Which, by the way, definitely looks like a stereotypical vampire castle. Like you look at it and you're like, "Yep, yeah, that's <laughs> that's, a, that's a that, vampire castle." If Dracula's not there, Carmilla is. Yep. Yep. Um, she sort of gets her way with it. Um, She's able to she drink, gets there halfway. She drinks a bit of uh, Charlotte's blood, but yeah. not enough of it. No. Uh, D then comes in, saves the day, gives her a good. Slash yeah. through her. Carmilla tries to fight back, but isn't really fully formed yet. Yeah. Has a rough time with it. I'm trying to remember if it was Meyer D that showed up there. I thought it was. Meyer, Meyer also showed up. Yeah, oh, like okay. Meyer, like they all got split up, and then Meyer was able to somehow break the illusion. Mm-hmm. D was just like, screw oh, yeah. this illusion. I know she you're sh- not my mom. <laughs> she showed her. She showed him his mom. Yeah. Um, who he hates, by the way. Um, spoilers. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she might she might have made a mistake showing him his mom, but I don't know what else she yeah. could have showed him. Yeah, so. Like he probably liked his mom, but hated the decision that she made. Well, he didn't want to be born, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much further back you could go. Right, right. And then so uh, D and Meyer have a cool fight uh, for a bit. D totally wins, like just skewers Meyer, and then like is about to go to the finishing blow, and then he's like, "I I'm not actually paid to kill you. I just I just need proof that she's dead." So he just takes the ring and just leaves. Yeah, and like, he... <laughs> but I, I just thought it was I just thought it was epic. He's like, "I just wanted to make sure that you know I could kill you, definitely could have." Could have done it. But I won't. It was the, like the biggest power flux in the tower. Yeah. But you can tell he, he has a heart because he lets Charlotte just live and they, the, the two of them can go to space, uh, which they do at the end. 
Yeah. Well, they're dead. Was it clear? Charlotte is yeah, dead. Yeah, Charlotte died. Charlotte's dead, but, like, you know, he goes to space with their corpse. Right. <laughs> I'm not really... Yeah, I was like, hmm, he's still going to space, huh? I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> he just really wants to space. leave. I don't know why. Well, he hates Earth. He hates Earth. Well, he's why does he want to live? That's a good question. That's like, I mean, not to say, like, that's a terrible Maybe thing to say. Maybe he was, like, trying to fulfill the promise. They're going his, to space. They're going yeah. to space with, with her. her. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah, She actually did die, by the way. Carmela definitely took enough blood that, you know, she was yeah. she was on her way to death's door. She didn't drink all the blood, but, like, it's not like Charlotte had enough blood to live. So. Yeah. Yeah. She, did, she didn't finish reforming, but, however, you know, the human body only has only so much lose, blood. It only lose so much before it doesn't work. Yeah. And so, yeah, he, he spares uh, the vampire and takes the ring back to get the bounty. Uh-huh. Um, we then fast forward. Then fast forward, I don't know. 100 years, years, I don't know. They have, like, this weird moment before that, though, like, where Lay- Layla... They yeah. had a conversation before they even went to the castle where they, you know, stopped hating each other. And they're like, well, how about this? You know, one of us, whoever lives, will visit the other's funeral and give flowers. Yeah. And they're like, I... And then, yeah, then... And then at the end, you know, because, again, he's half vampire, so uh, lives a long time. Uh, he goes to her funeral. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Little girl comes up to him and says, Mr. Mister, I know who you are. And she recognizes yeah. him from the stories, and she's like, you're cool. And he's like, that's nice. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> uh, this village doesn't like me. So, yeah. like, he just leaves, and she's just... It's kind of a depressing ending, but, like, happy depressing. <laughs> Joyful misery. I, that's funny how that's actually, you know, I'm not, like, discounting that. Yeah. Because it's possible, I guess. If you're happy and you know it, shed some tears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's just really good. It's a decent, decent story. It was, it was pretty good. Um, it's definitely, this was made in 2000. 2000, I think, um, um, the, I think TriStar got the distributing yeah. rights in 2001. And it definitely, like, visually, it looks just very much like a 90s uh, anime. Oh, it looks mm-hmm. so good. Uh, it looks great. Uh, I, I think the 90s style is really good for gothic. Yeah, uh, I agree. Type genres, mm-hmm. just for portraying it. Um, uh, other than that, you can definitely tell it's older. Uh, yeah. doesn't have any too many advantages. I think he said it was, was it drawn? All yes. hand-drawn. I think it was one of the last hand-drawn movies. Or yeah, something. like. It yeah. looks pretty good. Looks very good. For and, me. like, honestly, the action scenes for being hand-drawn, boy. They were pretty good. They were pretty good. I mean, there was a lot of white flashing to make the illusion. Oh, right. Like no, yes, but, like, that's 90s, that's 90s, that's 90s violence in general, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you see the animation. Like, in the first scene where she, uh, Layla takes out her gun and shoots one of the zombies in the face, and you just see the power of the gun and as her clothes just... The recoil. The recoil. And, yeah. And just stuff like that. A lot of attention that. to detail. It was very, very pretty. Very visually nice. Mm-hmm. And the, the music wasn't, like, bad. It's it not bad. bad. It's just, it was just fine. Yeah, I like, I, I didn't, I don't think it was necessarily the most remember, like, I don't think, I don't I think I'm going to remember any of like, it. Like, this isn't, like, pro mayor where I'm, like, da-da-da-da. Yeah. Yeah, Like, two weeks later, we're still, like, humming it to ourselves every once in a while. This is I, not one of those, I can't but like, a single but it, but that's also good because none of them were so bad that the, I remember them. Also, yeah, they weren't like distracting. They yeah. they just kind of added they, slightly to the, the mood. Fine. Yeah, like it added that gothic texture that it needed. It was very uh-huh. operatic. 
Um, but there's like a lot of operatic ones I think are just way better than this. So it was just like, yeah, operatic sets the mood. Very good. You yeah. know, it, it, nothing super remarkable about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like character design and uh, background art. I think that's like one of the best parts. Background of the- oh, art was back- done yeah. amazingly. Like, holy cow. The end, like every like every scene that they were in, there was yeah, always just like one yeah, told a story. Like for instance that, that one area that they were at where uh the human girl, what's her name, Charlotte, steps out of the carriage to enjoy the sun. Mm. Like, oh my goodness, like you, there were so many moments. Yeah, it was like oh something happened here. Yeah, like there was there was a story to be told you about can that tell area. From every scene that the world they're in is kinda just generally really effed. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. if you see life, it's usually plant matter, and many yeah. areas don't even have much of that. Or yeah. giant sandworm uh, manta rays. Oh, yeah, there was... There was the, the giant sand manta rays. Which, which spawned many questions, let me yeah. just say. Many so, questions. have you ever seen... This happens a lot in sci-fi, but like sandworms, you know? Giant worms that burn. Think of that, but a manta ray. And, like, a lot of them just, like, leaping mm-hmm. out of the sand, sand and leaping in and... First off, like, there's just some physics issues I want to get by. <laughs> swimming through sand is just it's, not that easy. Which is why being a worm makes sense because, you know, to eat it. And tunnel yeah, and, yeah and which it. makes sense. But, like, a manta ray? Manta ray? Anyways, I'm not going to fight them too hard on this. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's man. That was also my first thought. I was like, how do they swim? Anyways, <laughs> I was. But yeah, like don't ask. I, I any normal, like that. normal animal life is gone. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think we ever saw like a normal. Yeah. Like I didn't see any bird. Oh, there was a dog. There was a dog. A so, mangy mutt that was growling at the very beginning of the movie. There was oh, a dog. Where where they stop the the van the first time? No, uh, no. So the very opening shot. Uh, what, where D is just walking through a town. No, 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 no. It's a. Uh, it's the no, very big the vampire. Vampire taking yeah. Charlotte. And he's going through the town, and like the lights are shutting off. And the crosses are being twisted. Oh, and the dog, the dog at the bottom. Then, like, yeah. Whispered. It was like, uh, nope, nope. You know. mm-hmm. And that's like it. That. So it's possible at least the domesticated animals still exist. Um, yeah, that didn't look very domesticated to me. It looked like it was in a sewer or something. Yeah, yeah fending for itself. And... I mean, formally domesticated. Formally domesticated, yeah, okay. That's, that's yeah. fair. But other than that, no normal wildlife. A lot of monsters. Sand rays. Yeah, whatever those are. Yeah. And who knows what else is existing. If sand manta rays exist, I'm terrified of the other yeah. horrors that could potentially... I wonder uh, if it was, like, radiation or something that... So if there's a sand manta ray, is there a sand uh, crocodile hunter somewhere? Just, you know... Beautiful! What a beauty! Crikey! Crikey! Had a tragic death to sand rays. Oh sometime. my gosh. No! No, no. Like, Why did we have to bring people... that into this? <laughs> that was my childhood. I bring that into this? Because I am a sadistic uh, mother effer who likes to bring people's past trauma into <laughs> Any further questions? I miss Steve so <laughs> Anyway. I miss you, Steve. I love him. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the wor- like, the general world building is just through done through the scenery. Through visuals and scenery. Mm-hmm. And it's not and told it, to it's you. It's not told and to it us definitely, at all. And it definitely, like, like, you can watch this without having seen, re- read any of the other Vampire Hunter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything. Um, 
definitely its own story, but like it hints at a much larger narrative and world building and creative that's like if you want, you know, it hints at a lot of other stuff you could explore if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. It definitely feels like the guy who made it's it. It's good promotional material more. for the book series, I'm sure. Yeah, but like it made me interested for yeah. sure. I think a lot of them are out of print in the United States right now. I'm sure you can find them online. Yeah, something like that. I believe it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm actually go- like this is the thing things gently pique my interest but then usually I've got so many things on my interest list you it's know. gonna pique your interest quite a bit yeah it has to really yeah. really pique my interest before I actually will seek it out um, interesting enough like we can go to like I think the director the director is the next let's talk about the studio we haven't mentioned oh the yeah we haven't been in the studio yet uh, Madhouse did this do you want to tell people just some highlights that Madhouse has done? Oh, they did Death Note. They yeah. did uh, Black Lagoon. Even though I don't like it, they did High School of the Dead. Like, these are all very well animated stuff. They did Monster. They did No Game, No Life. Overlord. And, like, their list of pedigree lot. just expands. A lot, of, a lot of my favorite, like, shows, uh, like I talked about Overlord last week, are, are Madhouse stuff. They've done... They've done a lot of good stuff. Didn't they do? Did they do Mob Psycho? Mm. Was that was that Bones? That was Bones. That was Bones. Uh, they did the first season of uh, One Punch Man. One yeah. Punch Man was what I was thinking. Mm. They did the. So they've done a lot of the. Season. They've done a lot of the the uh, animes that kind of bring people into anime. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say. Oh, and they've just done a lot of anime. Like if you look at their list, it's probably the longest. I think. Maybe they don't have as much of a track record of epic over their franchises. Look at that huge studio. Although they gave up. Oh my god! They yeah. gave up One Punch Man, though. I don't know if they. I, I don't know. If I don't they think were the gave decision it up. Maker. Yeah, I know. I, I think it was just like, hey, could we get more done? And, and like, yeah. Um, but yeah, they they did really good with the animation. It's not like. Oh, it's gonna blow you out of the water, but like it's got that '90s animation where mm-hmm. like you know those specific moments where they spent the time for it. Yeah. Um, because it's hand drawn, you know, like just any detail that's there, you know, is kind of deliberately put there. Put there because someone had to hand draw it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's pretty cool. Um, also, like going back to the director. He's very notable because he also did Ninja Scroll. Uh, the name is uh, Yoshiaki Kawajiri. Uh, sorry for the butchering of the pronunciation. Like, um, he was known as like the prolific um, adult anime in the nineties. Like, he would do all of, like all of the hardcore stuff. Right. Like all the senin with the the grape word and the just ultra violence it was him that would do that which is interesting i wanted to bring that up because this film while violent is like very tame in its violence and like sexual stuff right like, like there's like barely any suggestive content at all it's very gory though for it, sure. it, yeah, his it, stuff, it's gory it's stuff when we say like adult we don't mean you know sexual or inappropriate like just dark and violent not something you would show to your children well, yeah well depending on who scroll. you are except ninja scroll <laughs> except ninja scroll ninja scroll please be 21 or over to watch 
I mean, or eight, just don't watch it. Eighteen is <laughs> the limit. You know, you can do anything you want at eighteen. No one can stop you. Yeah, that's true. Or just don't watch it. Just have a bottle of lotion ready. Just, just depends oh on who gosh. you are and what your tastes are. <laughs> Obviously, you we have different even know tastes what here. Pearl is? No, I've heard of it. I I don't know. That's why I said. All I'm saying is, yeah, I probably won't watch it, Bowen. Thank you for the warning. But if you are interested in that kind of thing, go for it. That's not up to me to decide. However, it's got I will some not suggest disturbing stuff in it. Too, does it? Okay. Like, well, I won't describe you, you it. Got here, the indie. But, but let your imagination run wild of what it's in. Oh, it's running. You disgust me. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, get, tell us something we don't know, Bowen. <laughs> um, I'm just imagining that that GIF of from what happened to turning off our phones, Bowen. My mom's calling me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm imagining that GIF of the uh, from Adventure Time. Where King, the king and uh, the princess are looking at each other and they're like, <laughs> yeah, raising, eyebrows, raising their eyebrows yeah. up and down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. what's happening yeah. here. <laughs> um, uh, anyway. Talk a little bit about the character design because I think that's the next best thing about this film. This was uh, done by Yoshitaka Anano. And he is known for his Final Fantasy character designs. Oh, yeah. Like, if you look at the original art, to the Final Fantasy series. I'm talking about, like, one through five or six. Um, yeah. Um, it's his art. It's all his stuff. From seven on, they took a very different art direction. Yeah. Yeah. To go more anime style, which got them a lot more sales. But there are definitely some uh, fans who uh, feel the first six are the best for that reason. Um, but it's very more... This guy loves his gothic style. Oh, yes. Like, the old Final Fantasy stuff, definitely very gothic. This movie, like, if you were to just try to describe gothic as a genre to someone, this man's art would be sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's that. very, very well done. And it's just usually like this, just long, lanky, long-faced, lots of black, you know. Yeah. I definitely could feel the, the, the goth here. And then also the, um, just in the way that they talked, but also in the way that, like, you kind of felt like definitely felt western like for instance oh, yeah. uh, d would always have his hat like slightly covering his eyes like a mm-hmm. classic cowboy and then also um the horse the horses were kind of like the towns the towns were all yeah, and i think the way the way that they western. say don like we 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 kind of brought up the fact that they for some reason say don peel yeah. yeah and i think that's because if you were a southerner and you said Whatever that was, Don Pierre. If you said that, Don Peel's probably Don Peel's exactly how they yeah, would say it. That's possible. So, which, like older anime is definitely have a huge hit or miss record with the dubbing. Mm-hmm. This you know? dub was fantastic. This dub was really, really well good. Done. It was like a knockout. Did not of the feel. Park. Did not feel distracted at all. No by point did it feel unnatural or weird? There was there was some some moments in which like I feel like there was some mistranslation, but like I it was like, yeah, there, there might have been a lost in translation scene. Or yeah, sure. but like other than that, it, they did a really good job. So. Yeah, the voices were great. They performed well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it with like animation production. Um, we could talk about like 
any meanings that we got from this film. Like, and I think it has to center around D itself. Because I think he is the most complicated part of the film. I think, yeah, I think there's also just the, um, like, there's also the lessons on immortality from, you know, yeah. Mr. Depressed Vampire. Right. Uh, Meyer. Yeah. Right. And, and D himself. D also has some issues with immortality. Yeah, we actually don't know how long D has been around at this point, do we? Long time is all we know. All we know long a long time. time. Yeah. yeah. He's old. Like the the for example the the mechanic that sold him the horse, that was like I, this guy saved me when I was like five. He was this in was his, an old. He man. was in his seventies or something. He was a really yeah. old man. Seventies so like, or eighties. And, and D looks exactly the same. So he's been around for a hot, hot minute. Yeah, and and I think it's like, just the absolute loneliness of having to watch people you love grow old and then die yeah i mean i I I don't think he's that lonely because as i mentioned he has left hand there i mean (laughs) left hand (laughs) is more of an antagonist to him than most of the other antagonists in this show making a dojinshi joke i i know you were (laughs) yeah we're just choosing to ignore it Uh, yeah i'm forcing you to to acknowledge it okay we we have acknowledged it now you're welcome (laughs) yeah like Like, his only source of companionship is left hand. Which, I mean, he's kind of a jerk. And he can't... So the thing is, is, like, in a lot of other immortality, uh, like, themes, you know, usually with the immortal person, they usually get close to somebody, and then, like, the person gets old and dies, right? Right. But with vampires, the thing is, is you can't be around them for that long. Because what happens, especially with him, like, because he's mostly normal, except for those few moments where he goes into a... Blood rage. Blood rage. Blood lust. Blood blood lust. And so, like, he literally can't... So instead of watching them die from old age, he just watches them die from his own hand. Yeah. Yeah. Which is even worse. (laughs) That's, like, why he stays away from people. Is like, he... he, Not only does everybody else view him as a threat, he believes in himself that he's a threat to everybody around him. Well, I'm sure he actually... This has actually happened a few times. I'm sure he actually let someone get close one or tw- one or two it, times, and it's then ended up. That it's happened. Yeah, yeah. So, so it it makes sense, and it it brings to question like, yeah. Yeah, he definitely hates his own existence, mm-hmm. and he blames his hates, mother for it. He also just hates vampires in general. And father, well. I guess. Yeah. He wants to kill all the vampires because he doesn't he want anyone like him to exist. To exist, right? And it's not like this sort of out for vengeance kind of thing. It's, not, it's definitely not like a hot-blooded aggressive. No, it's more like a cold, cold. seething hatred. Yeah, it's it's it's, a it's the logical. worst kind of hatred. It's not the one that's gonna get you out there fast. It's the one that just stays this there. Is a cold, lingering, deep-seated. Yeah, something hatred. that you gotta talk to a therapist about. Except there ain't no therapist here. And it's funny because he never blames anyone for wanting to kill him either. No, no. No, like when he was in that town with the the sheriff and everything, he didn't like do anything. He said to himself that okay, so no, actually he hasn't killed anyone because he did say he hasn't killed a human yet. So yeah, okay, that's fair. He did mention he that. did mention that, but when the sheriff said like, well, I'm gonna freaking shoot you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't disagree with that. He's, he's like, hey, you got a point there. That's a, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and he, he was prepared to leave the horse. Yeah, I think he was, yeah. Yeah, he's like, all right, I guess I'll walk. The old man's like, 
Nah, no. take your freaking horse. And... You bought this horse. You've taken the horse. Yeah, and it was um, probably a shock to the sheriff. And... Well, a shock to the sheriff for sure, but a shock to him, to D, to see someone actually put like, some sort of trust. Their neck out on yeah, the some sort of trust or sticking his neck out for someone like him. So I, I, I wish that would have been kind of delved into a little bit more. I, I, I think like every time he is shown gratitude, he's like, I can't keep reciprocating. Otherwise, I feel like I'm gonna kill you. You know, like, he, like, I feel like he's just always constantly fighting, wanting to eat people. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a this is an interesting thing like a lot of people look at stuff like this and they're like well this is interesting like an interesting idea but this can't be applied in real life however um i have a friend a good dear friend of mine whose uncle uh went into the armed forces and came out a changed man um because he hurt a lot of people and did a lot of hard things and he i would say is very similar to uh d here and the fact that he thinks that he's a danger to everyone around him because of uh, past trauma and stuff so it's this is real like this is a actually like applicable theme to people around us um which is why i think this is fascinating mm-hmm. so um anyway. yeah a lot about like just trauma in general um and like how it can just mainly hurt people uh we look at uh Lay- layla yeah layla um Leela, I think Leela? Leela. Leela. Yeah. Uh, like with her trauma, it turned into like that raging, seething hatred. Mm-hmm. You know, she wanted to kill all the vampires, and by the end, she changed. She's like, you know what? I just saw all my friends die. You know, right? I don't want to see another person have to die. Yeah, and and I think she just gave it up. I I think a big part of why I felt like there was romantic tension there was because I think there was like. I felt like the romantic tension between her and uh, D was them acknowledging each other and acknowledging the fact that they were attracted to each other, but also acknowledging that it would they never, never work. Ever, ever no. It would never work yeah. because of exactly what was happening with Meyer mm-hmm. and uh, um, what's her name, Charlotte. And so it was her looking at them and saying that would have been that could have been me. Mm-hmm. That could have been me. So what the heck am I doing? What is the what's the point of this? Like, I, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the, the feeling I got from that. Um, yeah, and like, as Left Hand said earlier, uh, D was very intrinsically motivated, like, a human and a vampire, that's literally how he came to be, and look where he is. Right. He is just wandering wastes, just taking jobs from people that point guns at him, giving him the job, because yeah, they don't trust him, you know, um... And he doesn't want anybody else to suffer that, you know. It, 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 a lot of people are like, oh, you're going through trauma. Well, that's great, you know. You're going to come out this on the better end, but sometimes you just don't, you know. And I think, like, this film just exemplifies that um, both ways. Like, um, Leela comes out for the better, you know, after all these traumatic experiences, and Dee just becomes more reclusive. I mean, at least he had, you know, knowledge that somebody cared. And I think that's what, what it came down to. It is sad that, like, it never changed for him. But I think that's also kind of indicative of, you know, some things don't change. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I know people who suffered PTSD their entire lives. They and it just didn't doesn't go, go away. away. Yeah. So, I mean, that's harsh realities of life, and I think that was well shown here in the anime. So. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, you got any final thoughts on this film? Recommendations, if you like this film? I definitely did enjoy the film. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, it. I would definitely recommend it to anyone who loves vampires or gothic stuff in general. Yeah. Yeah, like, this, like, I watched this, like, I was the one that introduced this figure to you. So, like, I watched this over the summer, and I was just, like, and it's on YouTube, uh, and I was just blown away by how good it was. Like, setting aside, like, all the characters and whatnot, like, I love 90s style for anime i think it's the best looking to me just personally and so when i see something like that i'm just instantly hooked in and then watching it the second time i was like oh oh that's what that meant you know things like that um but yeah i highly recommend this especially if you like vampires um do you like gothic if you like just good 90s action anime as well mm-hmm. you know just have a good time <clears throat> yeah i thought it was good that's all i gotta say it's just like if you like vampires and you like anime you're gonna like this show yeah all right well, boys uh what are we watching how's your how's your uh, hentai going duncan what are you talking about what do you what which show are you talking about? <laughs> I thought you were saying like a specific show. I'm like, what are you calling hentai, mister? I was mister? Just curious to, if you would like shout out once you thought I was talking about. And then like, hmm. I didn't have anyone in mind. Okay, because none of them are like I, that. I just, I just hoping, want you all to know. I was hoping you would be like, Are you talking about blank? And then I'd be like, interesting, tell us about it. <laughs> no, I, I'm just genuinely curious. Um so um what did I watch this week, guys? Um, Moriarty, the more, Patriot. More Moriarty. I've been watching that. Moriarty. Anyway, Moriarty, the Patriot. <laughs> it's a great show. Um, is a fascinating spin on um, the tale of Sherlock Holmes. Again, I've probably mentioned it several times at this point. Um, this latest episode... Um, really kind of touch on the fact that um, class inequality and it's a really interesting um, I don't know I've just never seen Moriarty portrayed in this way in almost of a like um, my cause is just because like most most times Moriarty is not like that he's just kind of in the business of being evil evil just because he can Mm -hmm. because he's intelligent because that's what what else is he gonna do he's he's like the original moriarty is all about like i've done so many perfect crimes i couldn't count them all and i don't remember them all and no one's ever gonna find them because they were perfect and so now he's in the business of like telling people how to do the perfect crime right and this one it's just he's this originally young boy who knows a little bit more than he should about how to commit a crime and so he starts teaching people how to commit those crimes in the name of eliminating class inequality. So it's an interesting uh, twist. I'm not sure how it's going to end up. Should be interesting. They do a really good job at making you want to root for Moriarty. Um, so 
should be interesting. And then also Journey of the Witch Elena. This most recent episode is about a nation full of truthers. They can't speak a lie. Oh. And they can't write down lies either. And so it's all about like what would happen if no one could ever that, lie ever. That would ever. make playing Among Us really difficult. <laughs> so uh, are you the imposter? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, so most people, like when they walk, when she first walks into the country, people just don't speak. Yeah, they just don't speak. And and the only way they can communicate is usually by writing things down. But even then, like, it, they're they're telling the truth, but it's slightly less obvious that, like, the truths are as bad as they are. Like, the, she walks up to, a, a like, a bread store or something. She's like, is this is this bread fresh? And she, the lady goes, mm-hmm. And she's, like, bites into the bread, and it's, like, all stale. And she looks back, and it says... This bread was <laughs> bread was baked three days ago or something like that. It's, it's funny, um, but it, it actually goes into some pretty interesting ideas as well. That sometimes you know, uh, telling the truth isn't always the best idea. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it from my perspective. You know, telling the truth is a really good thing. However, if it means offending your loved one because they ask if she looks fat in that dress. Just, just don't even speak also, at all. Some, <laughs> just... Sometimes someone's asking you if you, you know, killed Red in Electrical. <laughs> you just, not in your best interest to admit it. Yeah, <laughs> that game, no. So it's like it, it's some interesting ideas, but um, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching recently. Cool. Yeah, I've been. I'm finally on season two of my teen romantic comedy snafu. Cute. Chugging along, you know. Have a great time being attacked every episode. Well, and then me and Ben have started watching Keep Your Hands Off Izokin, mm -hmm. which is a, I don't think we've talked about it on this podcast before, but it's an anime about making anime. So there's these three girls who, through various exposition in the beginning, get together and they form a club so they can make uh, anime and they, they hand draw their stuff for the most part. At some point they get a computer that they do some things and then just speed the process up. It's primarily hand drawn. And the show kind of explores basically the process of creating anime and animation um, and them learning how to execute it all. But Going like, from people who just like to draw to making productions. Right. But like it's super imaginative. It's very imaginative. Like it's it's not like Shirabako where it's just down to earth, kind of cut and dry. It is like this fantasy world that they go to in order to explore their ideas with others. Yeah, it, it, it like visualizes the process I, like of, of concepting. Right. I watched one scene that I thought was really fascinating just because they did it in an anime. They, so the, one scene is one of the, I think it's like the main character or one of the original main characters that like you first get introduced it's to is taking the short one yeah, yeah takes the taller one into the like into a showing or something of an anime mm -hmm. and they're sitting there uh, watching the anime and the short one is like breaking down everything each scene that's, that's everything that's happening and she's like and they showed it zoomed out there to give it a sense of scale blah 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 and she's like pointing everything out and I'm like well that's actually fascinating mm -hmm. because like those are things that you know are very important to anime but you just don't acknowledge it all the time and yeah but there, there are things if you were you know in the business of making a movie or show or an anime you'd have to be thinking you know how do i convey you know how big this object is to the right. people or how do i you know 
and so she's definitely very knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, and their 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 little uh, their setup, their their club, their project is slowly expanding. Like in the recent couple episodes, they acquired a sound person in this massive sound library, so they could mm-hmm. add a lot of good audio to all their stuff and. Um, they're getting hired to do things now, so that's also helping the budget and acquiring more things. Yeah, that's cool. But they're slowly getting a bigger setup and doing bigger and bigger projects. And nice. Every time the student council uh, is mad at them because... Next reason. Mostly just they're petty. <laughs> they're very petty. <laughs> they're very petty. That's the gist of it. They have reasons, but it really just boils down to the fact that they're petty. They're always trying to stop them, but then they make something really cool, and they're like, "Like the right, last whatever. episode yeah. was wild." That was a really cool little 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 film they made. Yeah, it was like it was like a if, try picturing like the, a cross between a giant crab and a giant turtle. It was like, and it was this monster that this uh, this mech they made was <laughs> fighting. It was really cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, mech. A crab and a turtle, huh? Yes. It was like a crab turtle. They called it a crab toll. (laughs) Yeah. But basically, they were hired by the robotics club to make a little mech anime, basically. Oh, I see. Yeah. Gundam. Pretty good. Yeah, very... The the show uh, likes to be fairly lighthearted. At some point, it... it, it, Because there's a lot of clubs in the school, and they like Mm -hmm. to take that joke to the extreme... Like, there's an actual security club. Right. Uh, where their students are just security guards, and that's their club. <laughs> and basically all they do is anytime there's, like, you know, a group event or whatever, they're, they're security. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who the hell would join a security club? Who, A, thinks that sounds fun, and B, aspires to launch their security career when they get out of high and school. And, like, they're dressed in riot gear, too. They literally have police riot gear. <laughs> Full-on riot gear. Shields, helmets, Tear gas. Batons. I haven't tear seen gas. tear gas. They go batons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, like, an HVAC club. They run the school's air conditioning. It's just, it's I mean, so think about like the money that the school is saving by using uh, students. Is there a teacher club? <laughs> we gotta have a teacher club. And, and so, like, it's funny. The HVAC club. One of the characters basically blackmails them into uh, lowering the AC to the auditorium where they're uh, like presenting their project, so it would be nice and cool for everyone. And, but she had to, like blackmail them into doing it. That's because, so random. Because they have regulations on where they can set the temperatures for budget reasons. Uh. And they didn't want to get in trouble from the student council. But the the t- the tall girl who's not an animator herself, she's kind of just the manager. She's like the producer. The producer. She takes. She makes sure things happen on deadline, and uh, blackmails people when necessary. And she'll oftentimes in negotiations be sitting there being like, "Man, I wish I had some blackmail material." <laughs> but she did on the HVAC club. Oh which yeah. For some reason, there was more than one person in the HVAC club. There was like four or five of them. Yeah. It's like, it's just so. Why weird. is this a thing? I mean, someone has some passion for some air, right? air conditioning. It's so. fun. The show is funny. It's lighthearted. It takes itself seriously only in matters of like how animation is done. 
but in everything else, it's just well. Like, also, in know, the relationships you know, they relationships have with are people, as well. it, it's actually kind of like, serious. Like one of the the two girls who do the drawing, the animating. One of them, she comes from like a rich background, and her parents they didn't want her to join an anime club because they uh-huh. wanted her to be an actress and a model. Right. So she was doing all this anime work, like incognito, and I was pretty convinced that you know her dad, who was sending you know these guards, to basically make sure she never did anime stuff. I thought he was going to be just, you know, the worst. Mm-hmm. No, his, her parents are actually very loving and caring, and he was just misguided, but, like, he had good intentions. Mm-hmm. Right. When he, when he saw this latest animation they did, he's like, oh, okay. This, she's really good at this. Well, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Dang. I've I guess rude. we'll have to let I've her been, do it. I've been rude. Um, awkward. Let's go apologize. You know? Yeah. Um, it's funny that you talk about random clubs because there was an anime I watched, I don't know, it was somewhat recently. It was one of the harem, you know. Car crash? Yeah, harem trashes I watched recently. Basically, they had, there's a sleeping club. See that—that that sounds good, right? Oh, but that's yeah. real. But that's actually a real. I looked this up. There are actual real that, sleeping that, where they have sleep club. Uh-huh. Okay, listen. They have competitions uh-huh. of I, like how well you can fall asleep. Are you talking would. about Love Chinobu and other illusions? Oh, that yeah. Never mind. That that was also in that. But there was another anime that had the similar oh, thing really? too. Yeah, sleeping clubs. What? The sleeping Arsons, clubs are actually real it is things. A real thing. I don't know if they have competitions necessarily. Like they, I, I don't know. Okay, well, so like, in Johnny View they did, but also in this other anime they did. So I'm, a, I'm wondering if it's real. But I thought it was. I thought I, I looked I it have, up. I have heard of sleeping clubs being a real thing. I don't think it beats Tankery though, guys. That's, yes, but Tankery's definitely not real. That's limited to one anime and one anime only. But apparently sleeping clubs are real, so I'm just really jealous. I'm, I wish we had that in my high school. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm just excited to see what other strange and diverse clubs keep their hands off Izoken brings for us. I mean, we only got Is there a janitorial of... club? I'm excited for the janitorial <laughs> club to show up. I honestly Who would I, willingly join a janitorial same club? Same person who would join an HVAC club. <laughs> or the security or the security club. I don't know. Security also, club kind of sounds cool. We have to point out this little detail, but when the, in the episode four, when they're showing their first film, there's a guy in the crowd with an RPG. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, okay, so, like, to explain the scene, right? Like, they're trying to become an official club, and so they're presenting. And they have, like, an anime they made to, you know, show it off so they can be a real club and get budget. And lots of people are presenting, trying to get their clubs made and make mm-hmm. their budgets and whatnot. And the council is there. But, like, there's a lot of angry, there's, like, an angry mob behind the, <laughs> behind the council, either hating on the people presenting, disagreeing with the council, whatever, they're angry. And the security club, you know, is like holding them back. And then you just, you see one guy, we had to pause, but there's a guy in the crowd who's just got like an RPG. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell is going on here? He never used it. That's oh, good. Yeah. He had it. <laughs> in Japan of all places. I, I think it was just a joke. I, I know, it is. Like, That's definitely a joke. Wouldn't it be funny if... If yeah. X person in the background had an RPG, yeah, you know? Like, like, this show doesn't take itself too seriously. It's only with regards to actual, like, how animation is done. Mm-hmm. It's very precise and exact on how production works. Because that's, again, its goal. It's really good. I recommend it. Right. Uh, its opening is really amazing. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with that. Like, you just play it and you're like... Yeah. Yeah, you can vibe to that. You can vibe in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, anything else you've been watching lately, Ben? Still chugging along with Higurashi and the changes they keep doing. And Is it, it blowing your mind even it, it, it keeps blowing my mind like with the changes that they've been making because it, you know what arc they're in, but that shouldn't happen in that arc. That's fair, that's fair. Like, things are getting messed up somehow in the timeline. I don't know what's going on, and I'm excited to find out. Because I can't tell you because of spoiler reasons for the first season. In the second season of the original one, like, Higurashi's best going in blind. I really can't tell you why. Except for murder. Lots of murder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got, I, lots of graphic. Get the general spoiler idea. Alert, there's murder involved. Lots mm-hmm. of graphic, violent murder. Very graphic. But like, it, it, it's very, very good and very well handled. Uh, graphic murder, well handled. Those are not two things I had expected to be listening yeah, I, to today. <laughs> it, it's very good. Um, I was about to just feel like, well, thanks for watching. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched a whole or ton of other stuff this week. Or listening. Yeah, or listening or that. I've just been, <laughs> just not guys been, been my recording. week. I've been playing a lot of Genshin it's, this week. It's too. been a rough week for all, all of everyone, us. Everyone, but we don't need to get into that. Yeah, um. but like, <laughs> we still got to watch some stuff. So yeah, We got stuff on our list. Uh, we'll probably have more next week on our watch updates. Mm-hmm. Yep, probably. Yep. And so I'm starting uh, with the Koi. Love is hard for an otaku. That show's fantastic. So I'm excited to talk there, about is that. Is there only one uh, season of Aizoken? Yeah, it just came out this year. So we'll probably be finished with Aizoken by next week. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Hmm. See whether it was worth the hype. Yeah. As being the best anime that came out in winter this year. It came out this year, 2020? It, it came out in 2020. Wow, I, I, I thought it was older. Wait, winter 2020? Aren't we I mean, in like winter? Jan- no, we're, we're sure. fall 2020. Oh, fall 20. December would be like technically winter of 2020. Ah, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think that's all the time we have. For mm-hmm. Yep, thanks cool. for listening, y'all. Go ahead, Ben, close us out yeah. like you always do. Um, next week. I know who what we're doing. We'll bro, do, I don't know if we've. I don't know if we've decided currently. No, we but, could. Yeah, we haven't decided. Um, so you'll know just, before we do. Yeah, <laughs> you'll look at that episode title. It's like so. That's what they were doing. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll decide on an episode, and we'll get back to you next week. Uh, keep loving each other. Stay safe. Um, and bye bye. Peace.